When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we're all in take five. Hook them up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Yeah, get it going on Hook'em Up. It is a Wednesday edition, dragging you up over the hump and into a, a heck of a sports weekend. Who's uh, Longhorns back on the field Saturday afternoon. So some pretty important games now in the Big 12 and around the country. The uh, race to the Final Four is on now. Six weeks in, a lot is now known, but uh, still a lot, of, lot to do between now and early mm-hmm. December. Longhorns are in a good spot right there, but... Uh, Great spot. Just halfway. Just halfway. Also, uh, gosh, this weekend features another top ten matchup. We've had back-to-back-to-back, right? This will be the third straight week. We had the Texas-Oklahoma game, which at the time technically wasn't a top ten matchup. It was close. It was Texas at number three or four against number 12. But now Oklahoma is a top ten team, and I think showed that they were even at the time. Last week you had Washington and Oregon. This week, Rod, you have Penn State, Ohio State. Is James, yeah. is James Franklin. Ready to win one of those games. He needs to. Is Otherwise, the team? His, his fan base is going to start losing faith in him. It's also a weekend, Rod, that does not include the Texans or Cowboys. Both are off. Both enjoying bye weeks. Yeah, that's, does, that's weird. That's it strange. Does, it does include the U.S. Grand Prix and Circuit of the Americas and all of the racing and concerts and fun uh, out at Circuit of the Americas. So uh, it's going to be a fun weekend. Weather looks great uh, right now. It always looks great when there's an event happening in Austin. And everybody wants to move to Austin. I know, right? They think the weather's great, and Austin's such a great town. It's really hot this summer, guys. It's really hot. Oh no, but not now. Not, not, not now. It's perfect. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, temperatures will crack back into the nineties this weekend, just in time. Uh, Ninety-four oh, Friday, ninety-two. Yeah. yeah, cook them, bake them, <laughs> bake them out there. Bake man. them. Yeah, make some bacon. <laughs> All right. So also this weekend out in Vegas, they're going to have the PBR Professional Bull Riding. Championships, the playoffs. Oh yeah, man. Uh, we're going to talk to JJ Gotch coming up for a minute about uh, his team. His team, of course, he's the president of that team and great friend of our show. He'll be out there in Vegas. We'll get you a preview coming. But first, let's get you the other headlines, the trending topics. Rod will also have himself a rant here uh, next hour behind the burn orange curtain this hour. But first, let's get the news. Top Gun rentals and lawn equipment bring you the top stories at the top of the eight o'clock hour. We'll start with baseball. How about those uh, Philadelphia Phillies? Another electric and red-hot crowd last night, and the Red Hot's home team did not disappoint. Kyle Schwarber blasted a pair of home runs. Trey Turner added another. Phillies bomb Arizona 10 to nothing in Game 2 of the National League Championship Series. Now 18 home runs in nine playoff games for the uh, Phillies. Should be quite an electric atmosphere tonight in Arlington as well, where those streaking Texas Rangers 7 and 0. This postseason come back home for just their second home playoff game. They'll host the Houston Astros. They're up two games to none. Astros. Astros went six and one at Globe Life Field in the regular season, including a sweep in September. So we'll see. It's uh, going to be an electric crowd for Max Ver- Max Scherzer 
facing Christian Javier. That game at 7.03 tonight. Also, Texas football, 8th-ranked Longhorns can need to prep for their game down to, trip down to Houston to face the 3-3 three and three Houston Cougars on Saturday afternoon. Several midseason honors announced yesterday, or at least watch list honors, five Longhorns. Linebacker Jalen Ford, defensive lineman Tavondre Sweat, offensive tackles Christian Jones and Kelvin Banks, along with Jatavion Sanders, the tight end, all named to the Lombardi Award watch list by the Rotary Club of Houston. Longhorns offensive line as a unit was named to the Joe Moore midseason honor role at Joe Moore Award. And Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian, one of 26 head coaches named to the Paul Bear Bryant Award watch list. Also down at Texas State, G.J. Kinney, their first-year head coach, was on that list. Basketball packed house at Gregory Gym last night. See the Texas men's basketball team host their annual orange-white scrimmage, signaling the official start of a new season. How about their returning forward Dylan Mitchell led the Orange to a 34-23 win in the scrimmage. Sophomore led all scorers with 10 points. He also grabbed six rebounds, blocked three shots. Rodney Terry's Horns picked to finish third in the Big 12 in the preseason coaches poll. They'll open the season ranked 18th in the preseason AP Top 25. Their next game on the floor will be an exhibition game with St. Edwards at Moody Center on October 30th. High expectations for the Texas women as well this season. Head coach Vic Schaefer and his team, how about she, he returns 88% of his scoring from a year ago, 94% of the rebounding, and uh, that returning talent includes point guard Rory Harmon, who yesterday was selected as the preseason player of the year at Big 12 Media Days. They also will add Madison Booker, uh, selected by the, uh, the coaches as the preseason Big 12 freshman of the year. And they'll open their season 13th, ranked 13th in the preseason AP Top 25. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Halloween here is scarier than an OU cheerleader without makeup. But nothing scarier than missing out on employee pricing on all our zero-turn mowers this month at Top Gun. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. Is it uh, weird, Rod, we were talking about the uh, the fake planted fan who you have <laughs> argued is not? I don't think she is. But I'm not saying the NFL hasn't done that, by the way. I'm not saying the NFL is above that. Hell no. The NFL definitely would do that. I'm saying she she's not a plan, in my opinion. It's like I do think – there are aliens out there. I just don't know if they're on this on, on Earth, on our planet. I don't know if they're visiting us. Agreed. You now, I mean? me watching that, I, I just kept looking at it going, okay, who is that? Why do they keep showing her? I did have that thought. They did was, keep showing her. I agree. Um, because, you know, it's like, is that somebody's mom? Is that, what, is, what are we doing? <laughs> like, who is this person? Uh, it, you know, that led to the, to the viral conversation as, is this a plant? Mm-hmm. Then, as you said, she went on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, which, by the way, is also an ESPN product. This game was on ESPN. Uh-huh. And, you know, at least the argument for the conspiracy theorists is that she, the NFL, the Chargers, of course, the NFL moved, and the Spanos family moved the Chargers from San Diego to L.A. Mm-hmm. They don't really have a fan base in L.A. L.A. is more of a Rams town and a Lakers town, and the Chargers don't get and that crowd was mostly Cowboys fans. Yes. It was like a Cowboys home game. So, you know, the idea would be to, hey, look, we have this great Chargers fan. She's the Chargers super fan. Um, there, were, there were others who pointed out that she was cheering, get him, get him, get him, when the Chargers were on offense. Uh, by the way, it doesn't mean you know football <laughs> if you're a fan. I know plenty of people who are fans <laughs> of football teams don't know a damn thing about football. And they're, they're just there because it's a social event. So I'm not saying that that you know I'm not saying she it it may not be you know she may be a plant. I, my theory is she's not a plant. She's just a she's a fair weather fan because she obviously went from being a Minnesota Vikings fan to being a Chargers fan, and she doesn't know a damn thing about football. Okay. How many people you know don't know a damn thing about football that's cheering on the Longhorns in that stadium? Quite a few. 
like 70% of them. <laughs> like 70% of the fans there. Trust me, I've sat next to them. <laughs> I've sat next to them. They don't know anything. You don't know a damn thing about football, do you? Okay. All right. Yeah, well, like, I mean, yeah. So it's that's not unusual. It's like not when unusual. my son was playing baseball. I'd sit in the stands with my earphones in because I didn't want to listen to everybody that exactly. doesn't know what they're talking about. Okay. <laughs> they're just yelling. <laughs> I was listening to music. I don't need to hear this. Even this is our home team, and they don't. What are we doing? Hey, uh, all right. So we'll get back to that. Also, back to uh, all the all the conversations of the headlines there, including the Phillies with a big win, Rangers, Astros tonight. Uh, that was pretty pretty cool environment at Gregory Gym last night for the Longhorn basketball team and Rodney Terry. A lot of excitement there. But right, speaking of excitement, in addition to all the fun stuff this weekend, uh, let's go to the Vaqueros hotline. The PBR Team Series Championship is oh, on the line yeah. in Las Vegas this weekend. And uh, the regular season champions are your Austin Gamblers. The regular season MVP was Jose Vitor Leme, and uh, they are headed to Vegas. And on the uh, Vaqueros Hotline, our buddy J.J. Gotch, president of the Austin Gamblers. Hello, J.J. How are you, buddy? Morning, fellas. We we still got two seats left on the plane today if you want to go with us. Ooh. <laughs> nice. Nice. Appreciate the invite. Oh, man, I, I I would jump on that, I got a newborn at home, so I got to pass. I know, and I'm going to Houston. <laughs> My sister's turning 40, so we're having a big 40th birthday party for her over the weekend, so got to do that. But uh, you guys, this is going to be fun. It's a, yeah, I love, now, remind folks, J.J., uh, the format here, you guys went last year as the as the regular season champions, but came up short, and I know that's been a mission to to rectify that. Uh, t- what's the team's mindset, and what's the game plan headed to Vegas this weekend? Yeah, as you mentioned, all eight teams in the league go. It's a progressive style tournament. Uh, the the first, number one and two seeds, which is Austin and Kansas City, we get a bye on day one, so we advance. Although we advance this Saturday, but the other six teams. They they battle it out on Friday for advance, and then six of us will go at it on Saturday, and then four advance to Sunday to two semifinal games, and then a third place game and a championship game on Sunday afternoon to determine all of it. So, and it'll be on CBS Sportsnet all weekend, um, pretty late here locally on on Saturday night, but uh, Saturday afternoon it'll be two <clears throat> two o'clock in, or actually one o'clock in Vegas, so three o'clock here. So hopefully folks will be able to, to watch us and cheer us on as we're, we're going for a championship. Uh, go ahead, JJ. AJ, hey, JJ, uh, obviously health with any sport, especially when you're going into you know the postseason, the playoffs, uh, seeking a championship is going to be big. You that's This is one of the most physical sports that you probably can play on the planet. How's, how's the health of the team right now? Well, there, there's kind of two ways to answer it. We're, we're about as healthy as a bull riding team can be. Um, <laughs> but then when you put that second factor in there, you know, all, all of our guys, not just on our team, but, but every team, everybody's pretty banged up. Um, you know, for anybody that was watching a couple weeks ago, the regular season finale on Friday night, Jose Vitor Lemme actually got knocked out, completely mm-hmm. knocked out on his Friday night ride. Mm-hmm. And then, um, just because he's a warrior and just a just a he's a, just an unbelievable athlete and just a, a different kind of human being, he got up on Friday morning, started working out, and was able to pass concussion protocol. Rode again on Saturday night, which you know ultimately clinched the MVP for him, and then we won the whole thing on on Sunday. But um, relatively speaking, you know we're we're in pretty good shape right now, and we're probably as healthy as any team in the league. Um, so I, I would say we're pretty, we've been pretty fortunate all year 
and I think we're in good shape from a health standpoint going into this weekend. It's a great question. And just like in, in any other you know, sport, I mean, the, the regular season is the regular season. You guys, again, dominated that and were the best team. But it comes down to this weekend. And, and you know, like in anything, you got to execute here. What has been the goal? I know you guys, we talked in the preseason, you guys went to Brazil to, 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 for some team building and team bonding. And uh, this is when that kind of stuff matters the most, when you're, when you're on the biggest stage and the biggest moment. Well, and Aaron, I think you can look no further than the MLB playoffs and, and how that has shaped out in terms of, you know, with the, with a lot of the number top seeds, you know, getting bounced early. So the regular season is great and it, and it sets you up, you know, for the postseason. But it but once the tournament starts, it's a, it's a completely different beast. Um, you know, we saw that last year. You know, we went in and and we got bounced on Saturday night before we even knew what happened. And so I think for the guys. Um, that we have a better expectation going into this thing. Um, we know how really any team can win. Last year, the eight, the eight seed Nashville, who had a terrible regular season, came in and just got hot at the right time. And so, our guys, I think this year, Aaron, aren't taking anything for granted. Um, you know, they put a lot of work in this year, as you mentioned, from you know going to Brazil early in June and the different training camps we had and, and working throughout the year, but. Um, like I said, I don't. I don't think we're taking anything for granted this year. I think the guys know they've got to be on their A game. And 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 at the end of the day, although we're going to be, you know, competing against quote unquote other teams, the reality is our guys are getting on Bulls, and the Bulls don't care if we were the number one seed or the number eight seed. Hey JJ, does the strategy change, or even the format change a little bit in the postseason? Yeah, the the caliber. It's it's interesting, and, and we're going to get some real inside baseball here, Rod. Is that the caliber of the Bulls at the championship are the best Bulls in the world? Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, we've been competing on the best Bulls. These are the elite of the elite of the elite. And so, with that in mind, you know, the the, the thought process is that probably teams aren't going to be covering as many Bulls or getting as many mm-hmm. qualified rides. So maybe during the regular season, maybe we were wanting to match up Jose and Dalton on Bulls that maybe could get them higher points. You know, in this scenario, with these Bulls as as good as they are, we're we're just trying to get a couple qualified rides. I think if you can get, you know, two out of five, there's a pretty good chance you're going to win the game. Three out of five, probably most definitely. I just don't see a lot of teams getting four or five of their rides. And so um, the strategy does change a little bit to where let's let's just get some points on the board. Okay. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You said CBS Sportsnet will be your uh, TV spot for it all weekend long out in Vegas. As we said, Austin gets the uh, first round by, so they won't have to ride on, on Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday for the championship for your Austin Gamblers. J.J. Gotch is with us, president. Uh, so you, you expect some of your, your, your loyal fans and a lot of fans from around the other uh, teams to make to descend on Vegas? It always is a, a fun trip to make, and it's a cool place to have it. You think there'll be a lot of great uh, fans from all over the PBR making their way to Vegas this weekend? I do, and it's. And I think it's not just for us. I think, I think just everybody around the country has a better feel for what the team series is and have gotten behind all their teams a little bit more. I know that we've already sold out our fan section at T-Mobile Arena, so we're excited about that and, and bringing a lot of gambler fans out. But we had a GM call um, a couple days ago just kind of leading up to it. And I think most of the teams are having a similar amount of, of excitement around their teams. And so it's going to be different this year. And I think anybody that went to the Moody Center this year and saw our home event and the difference in the energy and excitement for the gamblers this year compared to last year, and I think the other teams in the league saw that. So, yeah, I think that uh, the, the, the championship in, in uh, Vegas at T-Mobile, I think it's going to be rocking this weekend. 
J.J. Gotch, president, uh, general manager of the Austin Gamblers, and uh, Coach Michael Gaffney and his team will be headed out to Vegas uh, leaving today, as heard J.J. say. J.J., I know you're keeping an eye on that baseball series up in Arlington and Houston. I mean, it's really cool. I know the, the Round Rock Express put out the tweet that 22 players for either the Rangers or Astros came through Round Rock, and you saw a lot of those guys when you were at AA uh, down at Corpus Christi. Uh, really a cool thing. It's great for baseball, great for baseball in the state, and you've been a big part of that. Uh, is, there, is there a side you're rooting for here, or are you just tuning in? Well, the great thing for me is I don't have to root for either one of them because I'm a Phillies fan. Yeah, exactly. And, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and I am enjoying the ride that they're on right now. But, no, I, I think, obviously, it's great for the state of Texas to have both of those teams, um, you know, the roller coasters that they've been on over the last 10 years. It seemed like when the when the Rangers were hot in, the, in 2011-12, you know, 9 through 12, the, the Astros were terrible. And then when the Astros got hot, you know, kind of went on their World Series run, the Rangers were terrible. And so – for them both to be at the top of their game at the same time is awesome. It's it's fun seeing the different fan bases because, you know, obviously the folks in Houston are Astros fans and, and up in DFW, the Rangers, but I feel like, and you probably the same, a lot of folks here think Austin's a little bit split, maybe a little bit more Astros because of the recent success, but it's fun to, to see a lot of my friends that are on, on, on either side of the fence kind of battling it out over social media. But it's, like I said, I think it's good for the game, and I'm excited because hopefully uh, when I get back from Vegas and hopefully we've won a championship out there, I can go get a World Series game with the Phillies either in Houston or Arlington. Be awesome. Hey, J.J., safe travel. Somebody texted and says, I'll take one of those seats, J.J. People are looking to get on the plane with you guys. So, uh, hey, uh, have fun. Everybody get, stay safe out there. Have a good time. But uh, bring, bring home a championship, all right? Yes, sir. Awesome. Thanks, fellas. Right, there you JJ. go. Chance to bring home a championship right there. Yeah. I mean, he said at the beginning of the season when we talked to him that the way that they performed last season in the playoffs or the last uh, playoff appearance was upsetting for him. He didn't like it. No, they're competitors. I mean, yeah. this is professional. They you know, bull riding has forever been an individual sport, and now it's become a team sport. And, you know, they're having to learn the teamwork side of it. But, man, it's it's for the championship. And when you're a competitor, I mean, there's, there's a big pot of money there too, right? Prize money mm-hmm. on the line. Oh, and yeah. the, you know, the championship side. Uh, these are some of the best athletes in the world. Jumping on the some of the best bulls in the world, the most dominant bulls in the world. That'll be this weekend. CBS Sportsnet is where you'll find that. And it's just a, it's a it's highly, highly competitive. And it's, you know, I remember when J.J. took this gig uh, and he left baseball. He'd been with baseball his whole life, essentially. Uh, he said, "Man, yeah, I got to do it. It's, a, it's a, you, you, there's really powerful people behind this thing. It's going to be a big success, and I mm-hmm. look forward to building it." And then you go to the event here at the Moody Center back at the end of August, and it was packed, sellout crowds all weekend long. I'm sitting there. There's Michael Dell, who Dell Computers is now heavily invested oh, yeah. in the Austin Gamblers. They got deep pocketed owners. The sport is growing. There, there are eight teams now. They want to expand that. And, um, you know, it's been proven that bull riding is a very popular sport. Yeah, no, it and is. And a huge fan base. All right, so just like uh, baseball, football, and uh, and others, uh, MLS here growing in Austin. Of course, wasn't a great year for Austin FC uh, this year, but still, um, we we see a passionate fan base without a doubt. What was the uh, the name of the Amazon series? Was it the ride? The ride, yeah, the ride, yeah, it was pretty good too. It was real the good. ride was good, real good, yeah. So yeah, this this is it though. This is the championship. So if you're flipping around watching football this weekend, college football Saturday and Sunday, the NFL. Take a look over on CBS Sports Net. That's where you'll see the uh, the PBR. Uh, out in Vegas, and it's for all the marbles. It's the whole deal, uh, the tournament. Uh, we'll come back when we do. Rod will take us behind the burnt orange curtain, talking Texas football, the matchup with Houston. As uh, Rod has said, Houston's kind of Oklahoma light. They're going to do a lot of things like Oklahoma did in a similar way, but 
Can they do it to the level? Rod will tell us that behind the burn orange curtain. Also more on the uh, the NFL fan plant. This says, uh, this says NFL is having a competition for best fan. That was obviously staged, guys. Obviously staged. We'll let you hear from this lady. <laughs> then you can decide. Also, we'll go off the record for the end of the hour. Coming back. Hook them up. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook Em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. All right, halfway through our Wednesday extravaganza, halfway, of course, five hours, five days a week, so. Bottom of the 8.30 hour is our halfway point. Making the turn now. We'll do. I'll go off the record before the top of the hour. Next hour in this spot, Rod, will be talking to Nick Shuley. Set list ATX, oh, our live yeah. music update. How about this? Did you know nice. this? I did not know this until, because Nick always sends pre sends ahead with his uh, his notes of where he's going to guide folks for great live music in Austin, Texas weekend. It's a weekend that doesn't feature the ACL Festival, but it does feature CODA and uh, the Killers and Queen and uh, all the racing. Did you know, T.Y., were you aware of this, and uh, that the Killers, in advance of their show this weekend at on the Superstage, are playing a show tomorrow night, or tonight, at Emo's? Emo's. Pretty cool. Small venue. Small venue. For them. Killers are a big band, Rod. Hey, man. Uh, I mean. You want to be amongst the people. And so, apparently, tickets are going on sale in one hour and 30 minutes from today. So, 10 o'clock is when tickets go on sale for this show. So it's kind of like a pop-up show. Like, How much are they? Do we know? I don't know. It's it's putting being put on by Live Nation, but I know Nick will mention it coming up. But the Killers are going to play Emos tonight, eight o'clock. Tickets go on sale today. I like that day of tickets. That's mm. it. I mean, the Emos is now over on East Riverside. Uh, I believe Emos is, and Nick will confirm this. Emos is now where the back room was when I was in college. Um. You know, right there on Riverside as you, you're heading towards all the apartment complexes down there. It's been there for a few years. Yeah, now, it has. Right? It has. Yeah. But I mean, I was in college 30 years ago. So, um, but that's where I, I, I've always told that story. I got to see the Black Crows play at the back room way back in uh, when I was still in high school. I was still How a many senior in high school. Wasn't, were, can fit in the back room? What's the capacity? Not many. Hmm. I mean, maybe a, maybe a thousand, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what the capacity at Emo's is. Uh, I mean, it's bigger than like, Antones or it is bigger than Antones. Now the now previous Antones would be have been bigger. The one yeah the one that was down on Fifth Street was bigger um, than. It's definitely a, it's a small venue for the Killers. That's, oh my gosh, like, that's probably the biggest band that's played there in a very long time. <laughs> I have to think that that's true. Um, it says the emos oh, seventeen hundred seventeen hundred. Oh, okay, is not bad. All right. Um, but no, I'm looking at this. That's not that's not where the back room was. So Emo's is a different different spot. But yeah, almost two thousand. So that's where the killers will be playing today. How cool is that? Ahead of the uh, the big show on the super stage. That's they'll have like seventy, eighty thousand people at the show on uh Saturday. That's legit. That's pretty cool. Where's the one on Saturday at the amphitheater? No, they they set up the super stage down on the racetrack after each show. Ooh. That's where killers and queen will play. Oh I, I did that promo. I forgot the killers were even that was part of it. Yeah, you your voice <laughs> on the promo right there. Yeah, so that's cool. So uh, <laughs> you undersold it, man. <laughs> yeah, so the killers are good. So they, came to, yeah, they came to ACL a few years ago. That's fair, Mr. Brightside. Yeah, Mr. Brightside is one of the best. You hear that in, in stadiums all the time. 
Uh, everybody gets cranking to Mr. Brightside. So, yeah, that'll be a cool show. That's a, that's that's pretty fun that they're doing that. Nick will have that for you in one hour. Uh, we're also, before we go behind the BOC, Rod, can we can we hear a little bit of this, Ty? Do we have the uh, the, the planted fan there conversation? So this was on uh, the McAfee show yesterday. So everybody saw Monday Night Football. Cowboys won it. 20 to 17. And this is uh, the lady who they tracked her down. And here's how it sounded. The the voice, the first voice you'll hear is AJ Hawk, uh, the line former linebacker who appears on that show as well. Here's him introducing uh, the what someone who a lot of people think was a planted fan. Marianne, there's some uh, skeptical people out there. A couple in the studio. I won't name names. Darius you, Butler, Anthony yeah. DeGilio. Hi, Marianne. So, Marianne, were you offended by when people like this said, "Hey, she's a plant. She's working for the NFL. She's a robot. She's an alien. There's, this can't be real. No one's that passionate." You know what? I wish I was getting paid. I wish I could make sure. myself, you know, AI and as beautiful as I want. But at the end of the day, this is me, guys. This is me. Crazy Mama Four. Crazy Chargers fan. Crazy freaking football fan. And it is what it is. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. There you go. That's so big. Crazy fan. There Mother of four. Mother of four. Had to throw that in there. Pushing, yeah. Pushing the narrative. <laughs> just oh yeah, that's true. They do they want they want to attract to they want to attract moms. You've told moms us this, Rod. Support. They're yeah. they're looking for female they fans. Do. They want the moms. They're using flag football they're as using, part of that. And flag football cigarettes. to the Olympics. Yeah, all this kind of stuff. No, no, it, it fits, but I don't think she's the plant. The NFL is making that push. Trust me, it's happening. But I don't think she I don't think she's a plant. I'm not saying they haven't had plants. I don't think she's one of them. I just think she's a crazy, wacky fan. It, again, the conspiracy side can can find. It's in hell. It's in L.A., so it's not hard to find an actress, right? If you're looking for an actress who you wanted to use as a fake fan, she, you know, it, it, I think she was just a Minnesota Vikings fan at one point or whatever. What? And then you you buy a bunch of Chargers mini helmets and like five Charger jerseys <laughs> and sit in the 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 field-level boxes at Chargers games and act like you're living and dying by every play. She's but my got question, some money. She's got some bread, So, man. Ty, I would be with you a little bit, except you buy, you're in on every conspiracy okay. theory. There's not one that comes down that you don't buy into. Yeah, but the NFL is so transparent with their <laughs> with their conspiracy. Like, everything that they do is, you can see it from a mile away. Really, the script? You believe in the, the NFL script? There is. That, that's a thing. It's not like it's coming down to play certain plays being in the script but the the season and the the narratives they push yeah it's definitely scripted her name is Marianne Do Dio um the, the she went so viral that her favorite team the Chargers have changed their ex profile picture to her face that's, that's, <laughs> y'all are doing the NFL's work for them Right, yeah, like, they don't even for them. They, they don't even have to come up with all these wacky plots because yeah, you're right. You guys are just running with you're running with they're, they're random okay. plots anyway. Uh, when I was watching that game, and the first time they showed her, I was like, "Yeah, that's going to be a meme instantly." Like it's it's they they, sh- they they those camera dudes and those producers knew knew what they were doing. They they definitely had a little Roger Dale. Could they not in. find any other Chargers fans at the Chargers game? Exactly. I don't know. She I mean, was the a few most weeks passionate ago, though. A few weeks ago, they had AI robots in the stands for Chargers games. Like it's it's <laughs> that is funny. I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, the NFL is happy that we're we're talking about the conspiracy theory. 
They win either way. Nobody has it's ever like been the, that excited about the Chargers. It's just like the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey stuff. Is You're it right. real or is it manufactured PR? You know what? The NFL doesn't give a damn but because goes, we're talking about it anyway. It goes right along with that narrative. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, like, that's the, having a, that was overtly a excited female yeah. fan. People had the that, that conspiracy she theory about that tickets, too. But now we're hearing that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, it's legit. That there's genuine feelings between and the two. As Aaron Andrews said, he so, smells like a dream. And everybody was like, "Oh, it's got to be a that's fake. It's a fake relationship for for public relations. She got a new movie coming out and all this kind of stuff." And it seems I'm just saying. You know, the NFL is the number one TV show for a reason, so I agree. They do make sure that the narratives and the storylines are always flowing. But sometimes it, the storylines create themselves for the NFL. They just naturally do. And there you this, go. You know, so you can't – I don't think the Taylor Swift thing and this are both fake. One of them's real. Which You got to decide which one this is. This one's real. I think this one's real. It, it became – because it looked staged in that she was so excitable and she was in like in a, in a luxury suite. See, there had this, this, this curtain behind her. So it looked like she was almost on a set. Uh, wasn't just in the in the Joe fan section, which was kind of cool. Now, according to the Chargers, now she is a her and her husband to a fam are season ticket holders yeah. and have been since the Chargers moved to Los Angeles. So you know, and people you. people trying to get on TV, they know when they sit in a certain place, they can get on TV. Nobody in a box has ever been that excited. Yeah, well, and they didn't have a lot of. They, well, you just want to show Cowboy fans all the time because that's all they the showed there. a lot of Cowboys. And <laughs> and now if now she this is encouraging other people to be crazy wacky fans and get on TV and go viral. So they got to show their passion for their team. <laughs> and I had a text had a text that said they got a fan contest. They may have a fan contest. This is only going to pump it up. I'm not. I don't know where. Whether she is fake or not, I, I don't think she is, but I don't think the NFL has multiple fake public relations stories going on mo- simultaneously like Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, and this woman. I don't think it to that extent. It Y'all give so them a cringy. lot of credit. So cringy, though, the way those reactions, that's not that's not genuine. I don't disagree I with that. I think it was. I think it actually was pretty oh, genuine. You think it? Yeah. You see stuff at, I mean, I don't know, you see stuff at games all the time with people that are... Uh, over overly excitable. Hey, uh, Rod, sure. let's go. Yeah. We go, we're going to go off the record for the top of the hour, but right now let's go behind the BOC. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right, let's talk about some uh, Texas football here, gentlemen. Uh, Texas versus Houston coming up this weekend. Uh, the first time the Longhorns will be playing the Cougars, hell, since I was on campus, since Rod B was on campus. Um, one of the big issues uh, that has affected, or at least been more talked about, and has negatively affected the Texas uh, team, and now a lot of things have uh, really set this team back, has been the red zone offense. Uh, we talked about it at nauseum. Steve Sarkeesian has talked about it. Um, the issues that um, obviously have come up as a result of their red zone inefficiency. Uh, they're 122nd in touchdown percentage in the red zone. That's the big one, right? Um, being able to score touchdowns in the red zone. It doesn't help that Bert Arvin's been inconsistent, even though he had one of his better games versus Oklahoma. Hopefully he's turning things around. But it's the touchdown percentage in the red zone. They're ranked 123rd in the country. And Texas, of all teams, shouldn't have to deal with inefficiency in the red zone. 
because they have so many weapons. Right? They have a, you know, really an embarrassment of riches on the offensive side of the ball with JT Sanders, who's one of the best Titans in the country. Um, right now with Brock Bowers, that was probably the best Titan in the country. Has a chance to win the Mackey Award now, too. So shout out to that. That could happen now. Be realistic for him if uh, Brock Bowers is out of commission for the rest yeah, of the season. Be. Yeah, he, I mean, I don't. Is Texas won? Has Texas had a player no. win the Mackey? No. Okay. It's, it's a relatively newer award. Yeah, I compared to some been of the longer time. standing awards. And but, that's, yeah, but you're right about that. I mean, we, we went through in the headlines that the Lombardi Awards got JT Sanders on it as well for interior linemen. But uh, yeah, he's on that Mackey watch list without a doubt. Um, and you brought up that, you know, with JT Sanders uh, being. Uh, you know, he's, he's not 100%. We don't know exactly how injured he is, but he was limited somewhat in that Oklahoma game. Uh, that also will affect your red zone efficiency because he's probably your best weapon in the red zone. He's definitely the biggest matchup uh, nightmare on the offense for Texas. But then you guys have you worthy. You got A.D. Mitchell. You got Jonathan Brooks now, who's playing like one of the best running backs in the country. And your O-line is pretty stout. It's the biggest O-line in the conference. They shouldn't have red zone issues and red zone inefficiency but they do it's a reality um but this is a texture brought this up so i went deep diving on it a texture brought it up yesterday and i i went to look and found this stat the nfl offenses right now if you just look at red zone nfl offenses are currently scoring touchdowns on 53 percent of their red zone opportunities that is the lowest number since 2011 so red zone Basically, touchdowns in the red zone, touchdown percent in the red zone is at its lowest uh, number or lowest rate since 2011. Um, so there is it, it's a there's a football theory here thing happening where this probably needs to be studied on a larger scale and probably needs to be studied at all major levels of football. But it's still something Sark's got to fix. But uh, just throwing it out there, it is something that a lot of teams are having issues with these days. Um, it is the kind of the, 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 the response, the evolutionary adaptation to the spatial Darwinism um, that defenses have to deal with, where offenses are constantly trying to create more and more space and force defenders to defend more and more space and then once you get down, and the defense are obviously on the other side, they're trying to you know, take space away and compress space, right? They're trying to uh, smother right? uh, those offensive ball carriers and players and make sure that they don't have space to operate uh, in the red zone. Well, the defense is, a lot of the defense's job is done for them, right? It takes away a lot of space, and offenses are just having a hard time operating in that that red zone area the modern offenses of football are having a hard time down there i even saw this number this came from uh sports source uh, analytics if you go look at the uh touchdown efficiency in the red zone now just looking at um red zone efficiency overall yards per play yards per player down to a four-year low in the red zone 2.8 in the nfl and red zone efficiency is down to 45.9, and that is a also a, a low um, in the last four years. So there is something weird going on. Not it sure. is, right? I mean, yeah. uh, I mentioned I heard on the Kelsey podcast they had a snippet that came out that 
That was it. Was Jason Kelsey? Travis asked him why he was so fired up and mad on the sidelines after one series, and he said, "We're just not getting it done in the red zone, and we keep kicking field goals." He was like, "Our field goal kicker is leading the NFL." What do you say? Our, our field goal kicker has outscored some teams. And he's like, "That's not good." No, you know, we need to stop kicking field goals. So it is. A, it is a symptom, and it also means that defenses are copycatting too, Rod, and they're they're playing the the same kind of defenses in that red zone to force it. It takes a good quarterback too, Rod. It takes good offensive lines and running games, which we know sometimes. T- Take a while to come together. The Sark's got a good running game. He does. <laughs> He's right? got a decent O line. Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, the Longhorns now know the problem, and they, they've known mm-hmm. it. It was one that you could say, okay, it's just you know we're struggling. Now you threw six games, and that's re- that's really for everything with Texas behind the burn orange curtain. Every like everything's there, right? We mentioned you got Sark up for the Bear Bryant Award now, one of twenty six coaches. You got Mackey Awards. You got Lombardi Awards. The Longhorns have done a nice job of handling the first half of the year and putting themselves in position to do a lot of things. Big time, right? You know, play your way back into the Big 12 championship game, play your way into potentially the playoff. But, you know, that's about going and doing it now. You now know what the issues are. You know what you're really good at. Uh, that's the, the week off came right at a good time to kind of analyze those things. As you do, Rod, do deep dives on those things, self-scout, and then come out uh, better on the other side. If they do, uh, it can be a really special season. But it also, at this point, Rod, if it doesn't achieve a Big 12 championship, then it's then it becomes a very disappointing season. Yeah, for the Texas Longhorns, you said something's gone terribly wrong. They're not playing in that game. If they're, yeah, if Texas and Oklahoma for both of them, if they're not right. playing in that game, something went horribly wrong. Uh, but for the Red Zone, I do think Savion Red, personnel-wise, he may fit some of the other uh, power running situations a little bit better in the Red Zone. That's why he's in the Red Cat package. And even Sark talked about him having a niche in short yardage. So look out for that. Um, also, we talked about uh, Sark is willing to steal plays, and I said he should just look at the best red zone offenses in football and still plays. The Miami Dolphins is definitely the offense he needs to look at in the NFL. Uh, Everybody is, but the Miami Dolphins red zone touchdown percentage just said that the NFL is dealing with their lowest scoring uh, touchdown percentage in the red zone since 2011, only at 53% of of touchdowns being scored in the red zone. Uh, Miami's at 80%. They're at an 80% touchdown rate in the red zone. Unbelievable. It's <laughs> that even makes it, it. It it sounds like Wilt Chamberlain, like the cartoonish eighty. They're over eighty percent. Actually, they're closer to eighty one percent touchdown rate in the red zone, and the rest of the NFL is right now hovering around fifty three point three percent. That's the one he needs to study. Go study Mike McDaniel and what he's doing in the red zone, Sark. I know you can copy some of that. No question. All right, we come back. It'll be off the record time. Good stuff from Rod behind the BOC. Several people have mentioned that, yes, Emo's is the old back room. They just tore down the – because they're used to – when I went to the Reds to the back room, Rod, way back, there was two sides to it. There was the stage side, then there was another side with the bar and a pool table and some stuff. They just tore that down. Now it's one big room. Okay. One big room at the back room, now called mm-hmm. Emo's. Thank you very much for that. 17, that's where the killers will be playing tonight. Good stuff with Rod coming back off the record. Stories maybe you've missed, but you need to hear because you'll be talking about them. Talk about DD Mega Doodoo. I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a day break, day in cold. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. Oh, burn, baby, burn. Hey, uh, Rod, off the record time. 
Mm-mm. Did you see the Phillies Mm-mm. fan get destroyed by stadium security last night? We talked about this earlier, but man, this is one of the all timers. This one, uh, textbook tackle right there. This was serious, serious. Uh, that was a serious collision. Man, somebody got a concussion. Um, either the guy making the tackle or the oh, the fan. Trying to uh, rush the field. Well, basically, they both got hurt. If he had his head on the swivel, he'd be fine. No, he's, he's already like celebrating. Ooh, yeah, he's already like celebrating and like you know gesturing to the fans in the stands. It's like, dude, what you celebrating for? You gotta watch your back. I saw a tweet that says the fan must not have heard that Brian Dawkins is on the Philly security team. Right? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you're being you're, you're being hunted out there, man. You gotta be running around trying to find a safe place. He didn't find it. Got. Destroyed. Got Molly whopped out there. Also, in addition to some people saying the planted fan was at the Chargers Cowboys game, did you see the, the video of the absolute? The, the did you see the, the the melee, the fight? There were like yeah, twelve was, people fighting in the concourse. What was going on with that? Deal? This happens all the time. This is becoming a thing. Every weekend we see a few of these fights at the NFL. Isn't games. it ridiculous? It's wild. Yeah, that's and it's. I don't even know how grown people get just like I don't know how these fights start. Like man, y'all are grown. How these fights start? But hey, what man, we see doing? it every weekend. We get, maybe get wasted and make it violent. All right, Rob, what do you have off the record? Uh, okay, so Travis Kelsey, he's um, – oh, you know what? Before we get to the Travis Kelsey thing, let's, let's hit this. Uh, this is sports-related. Give it to me. Apparently Adele is hinting that her and Rich Paul are engaged. Ooh. She's Rich been, Paul? She, yeah, Rich Paul, who is the uh, LeBron kind of super agent – friend rich paul Mm -hmm. um he's been dating adele for a while now and she is going on social media showing off a diamond ring on instagram and then she's been calling rich paul her husband as of late adele and boyfriend rich paul have been sparking fresh marriage rumors in recent days um as the singer added more fuel to the fire when she gave fans a look at an enormous diamond ring on her left hand in some new photos uh, from her las vegas residency and also, she captioned an Instagram post that she was sharing, um, talking about her her husband, saying "Lucky me." Yeah, she's got a big ring, as you said. So I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Maybe so. Yeah, Rich Paul ain't said nothing, but hey, man, this is the ring. It's a ten carat ring. All right. He said it might be like a ten carat. I think it's. Can I play this for you, Rod, off the record? So everybody has a podcast now. Uh, you have one. I have one. Eyes on Texas Multicast. We'll record a new episode today, previewing the uh, Houston game. Mike Craven and myself, but also uh, you know NFL players. Micah Parsons has one. We'll hear him coming up defending Dak Prescott, criticizing the media. But how about this? Shannon Sharp does a does a podcast weekly with Ocho Cinco. Yep. And listen to this guy because you know we get off the off the rails quite a lot on our five hour extravaganza every morning, uh, which every hour becomes a podcast. By the way, here at HornFM.com. But can we listen to this? And I want to get your thoughts on it. This is Shannon Sharp and Ocho Cinco talking about girls and bathroom habits. Going mm-hmm. to the bathroom with, with 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 in front of a woman. I'm not. I don't right. do that. I, I don't what? pass gas. No hell no. I, oh I Shannon, no. That's the number one. That's the, listen. Let me tell you what my grandma told me. Now, baby, the minute she can use the bathroom and leave the door open, that's the one. She can't do that. Yeah, that that's the one. Can't do it. Can't do it. No, she can't do that. I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm with Unc, Unc on this. I'm with Shannon on this one. Come on, man. Nope. No, no. I'm not with leaving the, the bathroom door open. You can close it. Have your time for yourself. Matter of fact, 
I yeah. I I, I use I figured a sep- this way to get a nerve because you won't go to the restroom no, I, outside your own house. Yeah, I I won't. Yeah, I haven't gone. I've been working here what six years now. I haven't been number two at this place since I've worked here, and it I won't. It won't happen. <laughs> it it won't you, ever happen. I I don't get surprised by that. I'm pretty. I'm pretty scheduled. But what I will say is I, I don't use the same bathroom as my wife. I try to use the other bathroom. Is that right? Yeah, like I shower pretty much in there, but I don't use it. All I do in that bathroom is shower and get ready. Everything else I got to do, I do in a separate bathroom. I'm going to probably try to keep that going, even with the kid. We'll probably try to move and find another house that has another bathroom so I can continue to use a separate bathroom. That's to me, I want to keep the romance. Severed bathroom. Now, Ocho Cinco she goes on to say that, hey, man, that, that we're, we're wide open. Just, she had a bathroom door open while yeah, she's doing all, all her business. All of her business. No, man. No. I ain't with that either. I ain't with that. No. I'm with y'all. Now, I'm not to the level of you, Rod, that I can. I've worked here for six, for, in this building for now 13 or 14 years, and I, I've used the num- that number too many times. <laughs> I, had, I had a girl on Friday try to come into the deep eddy bathroom, men's bathroom with me because the girls one had a line and, and she was like, just stand by the door. I was like, I'm, I'm getting out of here. If you want to go in that death trap, that's on you. I'm not staying with you in there. I agree. I don't stay in the bathroom any longer than I have to in a public restroom. It's no. pretty amazing that you're that regular, Rod, that you can plan and not no. get surprised. Never get surprised. Yep. I'm always surprised. I'm ne- I haven't been surprised in years, actually. I mean, probably about 10, 12 years since I was like, oh, man, I have to do that outside of the house. Nope. You plan like your- we've seen the stories where like, ladies will be, whenever nope. they go to Target, there's a sm- there's an argument that there's a smell at Target that makes you have to go. Uh-uh. Not right, B. <laughs> you planned your day poorly if you're going to the bathroom at Target. <laughs> you should have planned your day better. <laughs> what say you on Off the Record, Shannon Sharp? Ocho Cinco, Rod, myself, and Ty. Uh, always a good conversation because you know what? <laughs> Wherever you do it, we all do it. That's true. Hey, do you. Do, do you. you. She does it too, y'all. That's true. Mm-hmm. You can deny it. She mm. does. She does. She does. All right, we'll be back. Uh, we roll on. It took him up with Ian Rod B. Getting you up over the hump.